if you're a Christian, you should re reflect Jesus in your business anyway. Um, if, you're, if you're hiding him somewhere, then don't be disappointed if your business isn't being blessed. Um, but if you do reflect Jesus in your business as a Christian, um, don't be disappointed as, uh, if you lose some business because of that. Because a lot of people don't like Jesus, and they don't like bringing, quote, religion into things. Keep your religion to yourself. Um, well, that's not what the gospel says. That's, that's not what Jesus said. He, goes, he said, go out and share the new, good news. Go out and share the good news. Um, you can't do that by keeping it in, in, in your little box, but when you need it, you pull it out. That's not how it works. Hey, this is Greg McAfee, and welcome to The Greg McAfee Show. Now let's get started. Hi, Greg McAfee here, and welcome to The Greg McAfee Show. Today, we're going to talk a little bit about the first business book I ever read, which is called Business by the Book by Larry Burkett. And we're going to put some emphasis on customer service and customer fairness. So as always, if you guys have not subscribed to the YouTube or to the pod channel, feel free to do so right now because each week I put out this content hoping it will help you become more successful and sleep better at night. And as always, hit that subscribe button right there and turn on your notifications. And on every Tuesday, when I put out new episode, you'll be the first to see it. How's that sound? Okay. So like I said, this book's been through um, uh, basically hell because um, long story short, in our um, previous building next door to us here that I had built, um, we were doing some remodeling, so I rented a um, cube to store stuff in, which was, um, for some reason, I put it in the closest parking spot to the pond, and we had this huge rain and this huge flood, and water came up into our parking lot, got into that cube, and took out several hundred books that I had boxed in that cube. This was one of them, but I what I was uh, I salvaged it. You can see on the back the ink's kind of runny. Um, you can't see it from there, but it's pretty rough because it's been wet. It has been wet, and uh, so anyway. Um, but this was the first business book I ever read in my entire life. I didn't go to college. Um, I barely passed in high school because I hated school. I've told you this before. Um, school bored me. Um, I know Steve Jobs had somewhere like a 2.6. Um, I was slightly lower than Steve uh, as, poor, as far as the GPA goes. But anyway, um, when I accepted Jesus in my life and I started McAfee Heating and Air Conditioning um, right after that, um, reading, I just picked up on reading and I loved it. And I've read a, a, over a thousand books. Um, taking several seminars and business classes and president's classes and all that kind of stuff. But anyway, um, this book means a lot to me. It's, it's much more than just a book. Now, since then, I've bought a lot of other copies of this book and I've been able to share it with people. So let's talk about this. Uh, basically, what this book is, it's uh, Biblical Standards of Operating a Business. It helped me get started and we still apply them today. Um, 
So in the Bible, in Luke, it says, he who is faithful in a very little thing is faithful also in much. And he who is unrighteous in a very little thing is also unrighteous in much. So think about that. If you're not faithful with the little bit you have, you probably won't be faithful with a lot. And I wanted to be faithful with a little so God would bless me with a lot. And he has. Um, so the first thing on the list today is to be accountable. I'm going to go through a few things and then we're really going to hit taking care of uh, people. That's what we're going to emphasize today. Um, so the first one's though, be, be accountable and staying on track, being accountable and stay the course, you know, um, and you say, well, I'm good at that. I'm good at that. I got that down. Really? Well, so did King David in the Bible. Um, you know, God had blessed King David, um, but he still chose, and it's a choice. He still chose to get off course. Um, he strayed away and he got off course. Um, now I want you to think about this because Larry Burkett, who passed away, but he talks a lot in this book. Um, if you're married, um, he says that we should really rely on our wife. And some of our wives are involved in the business and some aren't. Um, but he, he said, we need to rely on our wife. If, if I'm, if I'm talking to the husband here today, um, most husbands virtually ignore the counsel of their wives when it comes to making business decisions. And yet God's word clearly says that he made husband and wife to become one person. For this, uh, for this cause, a man shall leave his father and his mother and shall cleave, cleave to his wife, and they shall become one flesh. That's Genesis 2, 24. Is this relationship limited to a non-business relationship only? Absolutely not. Um, it's in God's word. And it's very clear that we should um, stay on course and get good counsel from our wives. Um, you will be surprised how God has blessed them with good counsel. Um, and if you're a Christian, you should re reflect Jesus in your business anyway. Um, if you're if you're hiding him somewhere, then don't be disappointed if your business isn't being blessed. Um, but if you do reflect Jesus in your business as a Christian, um, don't be disappointed as uh, if you lose some business because of that. Because a lot of people don't like Jesus, and they don't like bringing quote religion into things. Keep your religion to yourself. Um, well, that's not what the gospel says. That's, that's not what Jesus said. He, goes, he said, go out and share the new, good news. Go out and share the good news. Um, you can't do that by keeping it in, in, in your little box, but when you need it, you pull it out. That's not how it works. Um, so it will cause you to lose some business. However, you'll gain much, much more. Um, that's a guarantee. You'll gain much, much more. So reflect. Jesus should reflect in your business. Your team should know you're a Christian if you're a Christian. Number three, provide a quality product and service. Um, what's too low of a price? What's too high of a price? You know, if you're too low, you're probably considered not high quality. Um, you're, um, you know, you're, you're this basically fly-by-night 
guy in a truck and you can give low prices. Um, well, that's not going to get you out of the truck. I guarantee you that. Uh, so what's too high and what's too low? Um, there is, there does come a time where your, your prices are just too high and you've priced yourself out of business. Um, now we're, we are known at McAfee, we're going to be on the higher end of prices because you're going to, you're going to pay and you're going to get the value for that price. We're, we're considered a premier HVAC dealer. Um, we service, we repair, we replace. Um, and we also do other services like air duct cleaning and a sheet metal shop, all those types of things. But we're going to offer top-notch service and top quality products. And you're going to pay for it. Okay. We don't have any problem closing sales. So people are willing to pay for it. Um, you're, as far as a, providing a quality product and service, your word is your bond. Uh, do what you say you're going to do when you say you're going to do it, because that's all part of providing quality products and quality service. If you tell a customer you're going to be there at 8 a.m., um, in our world, that's the only time we can guarantee is that first call. We guarantee it or it's free. We're going to be there on time is what I'm saying. We guarantee we're going to be there on time. Um, the rest of the day, we have to give uh, windows of time uh, because you never know what's going to happen on a call. So the next, the, the guaranteed time's 8 a.m. The next one is going to be between 9 and 11 and then 10 and 12 and 11 and 1 and all the way down the line. So um, your word is your bond. Do what you say you're going to do when you say you're going to do it. That goes a long way with a customer and they're willing to pay more for companies that do that. And... Uh, a little saying I have around here, we've been saying it for years, is I'd rather give it to you than take it away from you. I'd rather give it to you than take it from you. And uh, that means if someone, it, you know, it's very rare, but it does happen. The more customers you serve, the more problems you will have with customers. If you, if you only have 10 customers and you have two problems, that's 20% of your business. But when you have 20,000 or 40,000 customers and you have a few problems, you're in the 0.00 percentage. So you're doing some good stuff. But anyway, from time to time, we're going to have someone who is going to say that we uh, charged too much for something and they found it online and they can get it for less. You guys know how that goes if you're in business. And uh, you know what? A lot of times I'll just say keep, keep the part here's your money back. Can't service you anymore, but good luck. Um, now that's not always, always the way I handle things or we handle things, but a lot of times it is. It depends on what the customer is saying and, and accusing us of. Okay. There's a difference between a customer calling in and just being concerned about a price. We can basically handle that. It's no problem. And, and we leave them understanding why or whatever. But when a customer is, is bashing us and dropping review bombs, all that kind of stuff, um, you know what? Keep your part. Keep your money. We're done with you. We're done. Okay? Um, also, honor, honor your creditors and your vendors. Business creditors include those who have loaned you money or merchandise. 
too often in our modern business environment, um, suppliers are treated like a no interest source of operating capital. Um, when business is slow, it's considered normal to delay payments to them. And I'll be honest with you, that's completely wrong. That's completely wrong. By the way, when you see me drinking these kind of drinks here, um, this is from Dunkin' Donuts. It happens to be a cold brew with one shot of almond milk. Um, and I love the cold brews. Um, uh, they're really good. You, I drink them black every once in a while, but every once in a while I'll also put a shot of almond milk, and I really like them. Um, but anyway, um, so, you know, the your vendor is very important. And you take care of your vendor, your vendor is going to take care of you. Um, right now, in my world, in HVAC, we're concerned about running out of product. So my warehouse is packed full and everything's on consignment. And I want to make sure I have enough stock. If, if everybody else in my area runs out of stock, McAfee's not going to have a lack of stock. Um, we're stocked up very well and we'll be able to continue to sell product long after the, there's a shortage. Um, that's just being prepared. That's being, that's thinking ahead. Um, we've also stocked up very well on refrigerant, which there's supposed to be a shortage of too. Um, we've also stocked up very well on copper tubing, which there's supposed to be a shortage of too, um, because we can, and we have for years and it just makes sense. Good business. So the Bible says, do not withhold good from those to whom it is due when it is in your power to do it. Do not say to your neighbor, go and come back, and tomorrow I will give it when you have it now to give. That's Proverbs 3, 27 and 28. That makes it pretty clear, doesn't it? A Christian who continues to order materials and supplies when they already have past due bills is flat out being deceitful. And it's not right, and it's not fair to your vendor because they have to eat too. All right, so now we're, the vendor definitely taking care of people. Um, now we're gonna talk about treating employees fairly and we're gonna talk about treating customers fairly. Um, a lot of this stuff, a lot of times people will say, well, I already knew that. Well, you know what? How many times do you need to hear it? I need to hear things over and over and over again. I, I, I like to do a refresher course. Let's learn what we've already learned again. Okay, it just makes me better. So treat your employees fairly. Fairness is both a responsibility and an opportunity. It, it's our job to treat, if you own your company, it's your job to treat people fairly. It's your job to um, pay people a fair wage, their, what they're worth, their value. Um, it's not your job to see how little you can get out of someone and then see if they stay. So pay them fairly. And it's also your job to pay them on time. Pay periods. Pay on time. I remember I worked for a company before I started McAfee and I was a, I was a service technician and I would give some pretty darn good leads. At, at one time I was out selling their salesmen and I would, I would give some very good leads and he owed me about $3,000 in, in commission for leads, and I never did get paid. And here, you know, I'm working away selling, keeping people busy, and I'm not even getting paid. Um, that's not fair. 
I, I, I mean, that's not fair. When, when my guys do something and they earn it, they get paid fast. Um, the next paycheck, it's in their next paycheck. Um, we do have a policy that we can't pay you until we get paid, but you know, 90% of the time it works and we get paid and they get paid. Um, so it's a responsibility of ours. It's also an opportunity. Um, as a Christian, it's an opportunity to tell you that my word is my bond. And if you do something, you're going to get rewarded right away. We're not holding out on you. Um, you deserve it. You earned it. You get paid. So it's a good opportunity to be a witness. Um, fairness is usually related to issues of pay and benefits in the work environment, but it's but it's not the total. That's not the total picture. Um, fairness also involves attitude and relationships. So it's fair. It's fair for everyone to have the best attitude they can. I mean, we hire for attitude, train for skills, but every once in a while, I told you guys about a couple guys that left, um, they just had a terrible attitude. Nothing we could do would please them. And you know what? I just don't have time for those people anymore. I, I give, I give, I give, I give, I give. As far as company goes, we give, we give, we give. We increase pay, we increase this, we get better trucks, we get better tools. Um, unfortunately, they're going to miss out on something we're really doing good right now. Um, but that's, uh, that's how it goes. Um, so fairness involves attitude and relationships. And in the, in the work atmosphere, we, have, uh, we need to have good relationships. I mean, I can't, I can't work around someone every day. If I've got two technicians and they work around each other day or two installers, they've got to have a good relationship. They don't have to hang out together after work or anything like that, but they got to work well together during the day. We can't have any arguing and bickering, especially in our world where our customer is in a home. So we can't have our guys in homes arguing and bickering and basically fighting. I've heard of that before. I've had, I know of the plumbing company, two, two of their guys got into it and actually had a fist fight at someone's house. Imagine that. Um, so, um, fairness is also asking my team's opinion, your team's opinion. What's your opinion on this? You know, this is very valuable to your team. They want to be heard. Um, now I'm not talking, now, and, and, and honestly, I, I'm talking about, I'm talking about the team that have been here with me for a while, but I also ask new guys, I bring them in, um, me personally, I bring them in and I go over the McAfee way. You know, we have a card with our way on it and I go over that. And I go over some little uh, soft skills that really matter to me. So it's about an hour class within their first um, couple weeks of employment. It could be their first day. It could be their 10th day. But I always make it a point to meet with them. And I go over stuff like that because it's very important to me. And um, so I ask their opinion. So far, um, what do you think? You know, um, and, I'll, and I'll get into some of those questions here in a minute. But... Um, I, their opinion is extremely important and it makes them feel important because it's important to me how they think. Um, I, I would love to say everyone that works for me is happy, um, but it's honestly not my job to make people happy. It's my job to provide an atmosphere where they can succeed in and it's safe. It's a safe place for them no matter what area of the company, whether it's in the office or whether it's out in the field or whether it's a delivery driver um, or whatever. So, um, or in their trucks, whatever. 
So, um, but that's my job. So here's some of the questions I ask. Um, we do this in a company meeting. Um, we have a, a, a form that, that gets handed out and they fill it out and they give it back to us. Um, the form has top 10 reasons why you stay here. And we'll have multiple things listed on that from um, your pay, you know, to flex time, to um, uh, time off, family time, uh, you know, to benefits, um, to safe working atmosphere, all those types of things are listed. And they fill them out and they list them from one to 10, what's important to them. Um, now I'm gonna get back to you on that, um, how most companies rate, most employees in companies rate those today, okay? Something else I ask is, uh, I, I ask people one-on-one, -on -one, I say, um, if you ran this place, what would you change? I always get some cool answers. I'm really interested in that. Um, if you ran this place, what would you change? Because, you know, a lot of times, if they've been here a little while, they're already thinking either this is awesome or I wouldn't do it that way. So I take it all in. You know what? I've made some changes because of some of the answers I get from people. Um, and, and these aren't, these aren't necessarily college education, educated people. These are guys either right out of trade school or we're sending them to trade school, but everyone's opinion matters. And that's something else that really matters in a company, um, to people. Um, and then I asked them, what should we stop doing? What are we doing that we should stop doing? Matter of fact, I ask my leadership team that all the time. What, what are we doing? We need to stop doing. You know, I don't care if it's a, a form that gets filled out every day or a report rather that gets filled out every day. You know, there's been some reports that have been filled out that I haven't looked at in years and we're still filling, we're still having someone do those reports and take time to do them. And I really don't give much time to them at all. So what a waste of time. Um, so I always ask the question, what do we need to stop doing? And I get some good answers there too, that we do implement. Um, so going back to the top 10 reasons why you're here, um, years ago, money was always in the top two or three, always pay. I want to make, I want to make more money, top pay. It's not that way anymore. And this is not a bad thing. This is just the culture we live in today. This is who we are. This is what we do. So you can't run your business thinking everybody's motivated by making more money because they're not. You're going to have a handful and hopefully your entire sales force is motivated by making money, but your entire team is not motivated by making money. Now, do they want to make good money? Absolutely. Um, but they don't, they don't want to put in 60 or 70 hours a week in order to do that. It's not that important to them. Um, so you're going to be, I, I've been telling you about this for the past couple podcasts. I'm going to kick something off. And I thought, you know what, today, it, it's a great, it's great way to kick something off here. Right here in this show, you're going to hear it for the first time. I, I think it's going to change, it's going to, it's going to change the way we do business. And um, I just, I just see a lot of qualified people knocking on our door to get in here now, uh, more than ever before. 
And I've been in business 31 years. Um, so what are we doing? What are we going to do different? Um, well, you know what? With all these surveys we take, asking people how important, by the way, money comes in now, uh, number six, number six to seven out of 10. M money on average. Like I said, there's, there's going to be some that's in top three, but on average, it's somewhere around number six. You know what comes in number one, two, three, somewhere in there? Uh, flex time and time off. Very important, right? So if my, if my company had a money problem and we were um, not handling our money well and always short on money, what would I do? Well, as a responsible business owner, I, I would have to call someone in and get some help, some, some money help. <laughs> Okay, some financial help. Um, I'd have to have someone come in and say, hey, this is what you need to do. This is what you're doing wrong. This is what you need to do different. So I would bring someone in and they would help me get my finances in order. I don't have any money problems. I've been blessed. Uh, I, I really give credit to biblical principles of running a business. I've been blessed. We've been debt free. Personally, I've been debt free since 2011 and business debt-free since like 2015 or 16, somewhere in there. 100% um, debt-free. Um, I like it. I sleep well at night. I call it the sleep factor. Will I go in debt if I need to go in debt? Absolutely, but it's going to be a short run, and I'm going to have a goal to pay it off fast. And there's going to be some of you out there that go, I totally disagree with that, and that's fine, but it's my business. <laughs> And it's, this is the way I run it. And uh, it works very well for me. And it works very well for us. And, uh, but anyway, the, uh, here's what we're going to do. I, I don't have a money problem. Um, I, I, I honestly think, and I'm going to tell um, everyone who listens here, my way of managing, um, my way of managing, I've been doing this 31 years. I'm 58 years old. I grew up working extremely hard. I always had two jobs. I worked through grade school with a paper route. I worked through high school. As soon as I became a junior in high school, I took the OWE program, which is Ohio Work Program. I got out of school somewhere around 11 a.m. And I went to my first job and I worked from like noon to 3.30 and then I went to my second job and worked till like nine o'clock. And I did this almost all through high school. I worked two jobs. And when I got out of high school, I worked at Firestone Tire and Rubber Company. And I put in somewhere between 50 and 60 hours a week. And then I joined the Marine Corps. And then I came back to Firestone. And then I took heating and air. And then I started in heating and air conditioning. But I'm hard work is what I love. Um, now I can't do as much manual work today because almost every joint in my body hurts. Um, however, I am not afraid of putting in the time and making things happen. Um, so that's just me. But since I own the place, I'm just sharing. That's me. So what do I expect out of everyone else? Unfortunately, I expect a lot of them to be more like me. But guess what? They're not going to be like me. I can't make anyone be like me. Now, we sprinkled within our company, we have people like that, similar to me. 
that put in the time and will do anything it takes. They bleed red and black. Um, they're just hardcore workers, but that doesn't make them any better than someone who just wants to work hard, put in their 40 hours and go home. You know, I'm okay with that now. I wasn't for a while. So I, I say I don't have a money problem, but I might have a management style problem. And I teach on management. I teach on leadership. I teach you how to be a better leader and all that kind of stuff. But how I come across sometimes, my expectations are extremely high. And a lot of people just can't deal with that. And I won't even go into the reason why I think they can't deal with it. Because it really doesn't matter. I have to work around them in order to have a successful business. And that's what I'm willing to do. As a matter of fact, I'm having uh, Ford Taylor come in. He's a, he's a guru of leadership. He owns a company called Transformational Leadership. And when I was going through um, hell last year, when I was attacked by the cancel culture group, um, I ended up spending three days at um, Ford Taylor's home and he um, worked through, he worked uh, his uh, class through me in three days and uh, really helped me basically, just really helped me get through that. Um, so I'm having Ford Taylor come in and teach uh, some of my team and me how to transform our leadership into today's culture because I want to be a better leader today. Um, I'm not, I'm not stuck on everybody needs to, uh, work hard and be like I was, or be like my generation or be like that. That's not what I'm, that's not what I'm about. Um, I've got to be the best we can today and I'm working with today's generation. So I'm going to work with them, help them be better and continue to grow this thing and blow it out of the water. Uh, because my goal is to put several of my quote competitors out of business. Okay, so here's what we're doing. I had to share a lot so you could just understand. So here's what we're doing. I've decided if my problem is expecting everyone to work so much and a lot of people don't want to do it and some people leave because of it, guess what? We're going to a four-day work week. And as we shared that with everyone, everybody is so excited, it's unreal. Because we're going to guarantee you get two days off a week and then that third day, two weeks, I'm sorry, we're going to guarantee, we're going to guarantee they get two days off a week and then the third day is a floater. And so you get two days off in a row and the third day is a floater. And um, we've already figured out how to do it. We have enough people to do it and we plan on hiring between six and eight more people, um, experienced people to make it even better. And by the way, we've now hired, we've lost, we lost four people that had been with me for a while. Um, I've already went over the pros and cons of that. I'm not going to, I'm not going to continue to beat that horse. Um, but we've now hired three qualified people um, with great attitudes. And uh, it's so refreshing. It's a breath of fresh air for me. Um so anyway, we got a treat. We got a treat. I'm, I'm excited about the four-day work week, and I'm going to keep you in the loop, and I'm going to let you know how this is going because I've talked to uh, some of the contractors I coach, and I've let them know what we're doing. Now, some's too small to make that happen. Um, you've got to be a certain size to be able to handle the load and get you know people off. 
Um, but it's just a, it's a different way of doing business. And it's, um, it's just what, um, it's what needs to happen and we're going to kick it off and we're going to be very successful at it. And then I've got some other things down the pike to even make that even better. Okay. So, um, fairness means not taking, um, advantage of your team. And, um, that's very important. We'll also tie that into the customer world. Um, we can't take advantage of customers. We're going to go right into the customer, treat your customers fair, fairly from that. You can't take advantage of your customers. When we talk about how prices, where do you draw the line on being too low and where do you draw the line on being too high? Um, you just can't continue to gouge your customers and keep gouging and gouging and gouging. Um, that's not fair. You've got to make a profit. Um, if you do things right, you're worth more, but you also got to know where to draw the line. Now in today's world, everything keeps going up. The copper's going up, the steel's going up, refrigerant's going up, everything's going up. So our prices have to go up with it. That's not gouging. That's good business. Because I've talked to some guys, have you raised your prices? No. I go, do you understand what, how much your costs have gone up in the last three months? And they honestly didn't. So that's when people, they're not engaged in their, in their company and they're not focused and you've got to get focused and you've got to get engaged because some of you guys are so in your business that you can't see what's going on outside of it. And, and you've got to, you've got to fix that. Okay. Fairness for customers also mean, um, not taking advantage of them. Fairness also means showing up on time. I preach this time and time again, because if you don't show on, if you don't show up on time to a customer's home, um, that's not fair. And you're taking advantage of them. Um, if you tell someone you're going to be there, you better be there. And if you're not there on time, you better give them the heads up that you're not going to be on time. It's called a courtesy call and, and courtesies for a reason. Um, you let them know when you'll be there so they can plan because it's not, you're just taking advantage of them and it's not fair to them and they probably won't stay with you long. So if you're going to say you're going to be there, be there. Fairness means treating them like you would want to be treated. It's the golden rule. I'll tell you, I've, I've, uh, th this is a true story and it just happened. We sold a heating and air conditioning job. While we were there, we let the customer know you're going to have to upgrade your electrical panel. Um, our electrician, who we use all the time, very reliable, gets on the job, gets it done, gets it fixed. He's not licensed in this county that we sold this job in. So I have to find another, we have to find another electrician. We have called five electricians. We've either left messages with the office person, or we've left messages, which I can't stand with a voicemail. If you're going to be in business and you've been in business longer than six months, you better have a live person answering your phone. That's called a business. <laughs> so we've called five companies. We've already got the job sold. All they got, all they have to do is tell us they're interested in it. It's a basic change out of a hundred amp service to a 200 amp service. 
It's already sold. Here's how many people called us back. Zero. Can you believe this? And these are quote, reputable companies. I can't get my head around it. So if I wanted to be treated, I want to treat people like I want to be treated. I just want to respond fast. I respond fast because I like people responding fast, getting back with me. Okay. Also, um, I talked about it. Here's, here's some key things real quick. Answer your phone, return your calls, be honest. Don't lie to a customer. What does that get you? You know, I mean, there's so many different lies. You know, the customer asks us to do something. We don't do it. And then we go, you didn't ask us. Come on, really? You know, they asked you. Um, offer the best product and the best service. And I'll tell you what, that's a whole nother class right there because we're trying to buy a lot of the, a lot of our industry and, and all the other trade industries. We're buying all this basic junk from China at cheaper prices when there are American made products that are much high, higher quality that will last longer for the customer. So offer the best product and the best service. As of right now, our McAfee systems are still made in the USA. Now I can't control what all happens and I can't control if it's 100% made in the USA, but them, them furnaces and those air conditioners are, are not only assembled, but they're made right there in a Mac, in a, not a McAfee plant, I wish, I wish, but um, they're made in the plant right here in the USA and they're manufactured and they're assembled and they're sold from a USA company. Give them the service they deserve. They just deserve good service. They're paying you. In return, give them good service. Give them options, but offer your expertise. Give them options, but we always say, here's what we recommend. We've been doing this a long time. Here's what we found out from other customers. We recommend you do this. And even if it's a 10-year-old unit and we recommend replacing it, we're not scared to tell them we recommend replacing it. Because if you dump another $1,000 in this, it might last two months, it might last five months, we don't know. And the last one is so good. If you screw up, just admit it. Everybody's, everybody screws up. Just admit it. Customers can deal with that. We scratched your wall. We will have it fixed. But don't leave the job with the wall scratched and they have to see it and they know it wasn't scratched before you got there. Just admit when you make a mistake or when you screw up, just admit it and then fix it and fix it fast. You'll be much more successful. And lastly, if you don't care for your customers, someone else will. Because I can tell you guys, coming in as the little guy, the, the one-man shop guy, the Greg in a truck guy. I came in with a different attitude than companies that had been in 10, 20, 30, 50 years. And I started taking more market share. You know why? Because I was offering things they wouldn't offer. And I was taking care of the customers like they'd never been taken care of before. And when we come out with eight to eight at the same great rate, after hours service at the same prices, we took more market share than we ever have. You know why? because they weren't being taken care of. And I constantly tell my team today, if we don't take care of people, someone else will. I hope all this helps. 
more to think about. I'm excited about the four-day work week. I'm excited. I'm glad I got to read this book from day one. Now I've read it three or four times since then. I'm glad I get to share it with you. You want to be a better business person? Read this book. Whether you believe in God or not, read this book. All right, have a great day. And as always, carry on. <laughs>